0: Hot round, Red 7! Red 7! Red 7! Don. What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route?
1: Will you just go stand on the other side, please?
0: Billy Bob! This is
1: it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big Bob halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call
0: it the annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> That's what we call a sack lunch. Mm, num, 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 num. I need that ball. Get
1: me the ball. You Need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Are
0: you going to get me the ball? Oh, I'm going oh, to, I want you to want get the ball. hope he does not kill somebody. This is 11 personnel Nick Roush here at day 2. The snowy Dog Combine, a very snowy day with Adam Luckett. Um, and I, we couldn't be here today. We couldn't be grinding it out if not for Sword Performance. Adam Luckett, what, Sword Performance, they're basically the best that ever was. Correct. Tell
1: me, tell me more about Sword
0: Performance. Well, Mr. here's Grouch. the thing Sword Performance, they are a Lexington based hydration company. And Whether you are training for the NFL Combine or blogging your brains out, S.W.O.R.D. Performance can help you. It's all natural. No preservatives. A healthy way to hydrate. And they can do it a couple different ways. One of their drinks, you know, you can drink S.W.O.R.D. when you're Lynn Bowden working up a sweat getting ready for the Combine. Or if you just need to stay hydrated on a daily basis, like us, we're chugging coffee all the time, got to get those electrolytes in, got to feel up, you can turn to S.H.I.E.L.D., and all of this, it's from the, from Lexington, developed there by scientists, athletes, and sports medicine doctors. Sore Performance provides hardworking people with a better hydration solution. It's all natural and helps you work stronger, longer. Try Sore. There's no chemical additives, no dives. Proudly made in the USA. And here's the best part. They don't just add sugar. Like, and... and it keeps cuz like uh, all that other stuff like you can get out there it's all junk. Mm-hmm. It's all junk. It's actually turned out to be bad for you. Sword it's the best way to hydrate whether you're an imp- Olympic athlete or you're a Bowden junior he spot he if you don't take our word for it take Lim Bowden's word for it. It's good it. enough for limbod and it's good enough for you. Yes. Sword performance. Try it today. Stay hydrated, stay healthy with Sword performance. Look it. It's um it's cold outside. It is cold. Yeah, very cold, very snowy. Um, luckily, we're not running around outside. Mm. We we won't be testing outside this convention,
1: today. Can, the convention center is trying to keep us warm. It was a little chilly in the media room today. Yeah, it
0: was chilly in there. It was a little, little chilly. Um, but you know what? Today we got to talk to the big guys, and I don't think there's anything such as too cold for some of these offensive linemen here. No. Team no sleaze for sure is who we talked to today. <laughs> They're the uh, – like this is just football weather. You know, it's kind of like – this is a good question for you, Adam. Let's so run the damn ball weather. It, because this year, Kentucky played in awful weather after awful weather after awful weather. But like every week, you would just be like, football weather. It's a mindset. So I admit, that's what Mrs. Tower wanted to know. Is there no, like, what isn't football weather? Mm, mm. Not much. You can play <laughs> football in any weather. That's
1: what's so great about the sport. We start off the season, how hot was it for the Toledo game?
0: See, I would say that's the closest thing to not football weather. Yeah, Is that that like Florida, sticky, 90 degree, like Gainesville on the second Saturday of September. It's miserable. Yes, it's always 98 degrees. (laughs) It is miserable. Every year, second weekend in Gainesville. You can just like feel the stickiness and you can chew on the air. That's, I would say, not football weather. That's just hell on earth. Mm-hmm. Find that in Gainesville. Anywhere else, you know, will will cold, a little snow. I'd rather take snow than cold rain, though. Yes, any day of the week. If you had to rank your football weathers. The best weather is
1: when it's right there. Low 50s, high 40s, mm-hmm. little bit of wind. You need to bundle up, but you're not too bundled up. Right. So for – So when you're playing, like if you're a big guy playing –
0: Oh, it's your your
1: equilibrium. You know, you're moving, you're breaking a sweat, but it's not too
0: much. Mm -hmm. It's just perfect. To me, that's that's the ultimate. And for people in the stands, like you're really just wearing like a average-sized coat. Yeah. Or in your case, uh, a quarter zip. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) With your receiver gloves.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay, so now that we've let everybody know what's the best football weather, we can let everybody know about the best people we talked to today. Talked to Big Stenberg today. Most notably, Logan Stenberg. And Adam Luckett, the thing that I've been most surprised about this trip, we we know you're a football guy. Who knew you were such a journalist? Who knew? Just a journalist at heart. Like, get the hell out of here. I'm a man of many many talents. And some of the questions you asked today, just – I expected you to like whip out a, pre- uh, a, a an old fashioned hat with a <laughs> press tag in it, just pressing them for questions. I know, I got I got some good content out of him. You really did. And the biggest content of all was, I, I don't think you were the one who asked, what's the weirdest question? Somebody did in there, like you know, weird stuff like, what's your favorite flavor Pop Tart? And without hesitation, you just asked, well, what is your favorite flavor of Pop Tart? And we got the answer. Chocolate fudge. Now, this leads to a very important topic that we must discuss at the NFL Combine. We have to create the official power rankings of Pop-Tart flavors. It's a must. We've got to do it. We're doing the Lord's work here. And my initial review of the film, you know, I, I didn't dig deep enough into the scouting report. I just kind of glazed over And I, I went off recency bias. And when you're evaluating film, when you're evaluating football, you can't just stick with your gut on what happened most recently. It's, it's, it's how in the business we can end up looking like idiots because mm-hmm. we just look at what happened last week. No, you can't go off recency bias. You've got to dig into the tape. And I think at number one overall, frosted brown sugar cinnamon. I, I would say probably that's the most popular one. Is that one. I think it's also the most versatile, too, because here's the thing about pop tarts. you throw them in the toaster, it can really it's, it can really be a difference maker but you can't
1: always like sometimes you just got to eat them on the run. yeah, see I'm on the run kind of guy I'm, I'd rather have them
0: you, you're, you like them cold yes, so you know without getting warmed up, you, know, you don't need a stretch mm-hmm. you're just ready to roll in, and that's why I think brown sugar cinnamon number one overall because it's just as good hot or cold Yes, for me, it's strawberry. Team Sprinkles.
1: Oh, Oh, man. The go-to every time.
0: See, uh, okay, I'm willing to make strawberry number two behind Frosted Brown Sugar Cinnamon because Mm -hmm. it also has great versatility. Whereas my number three. Yeah. If you don't get frosting on your Pop-Tart. Oh, yeah. What are you even doing? Do they even make them without frosting anymore? Yeah, they make them unfrosted. I know they did that with, like, chocolate chips, and those can get the hell out of here. Like, seriously, what are you doing with yourself? not getting the frosting. Come on. Give me a break. My third, though, like it. Let's see if you agree. S'mores.
1: S'mores are up there. Yeah. For sure.
0: I think we can – because when you put it in the toaster, the the consistency in which the crust becomes, it really is just a game-changer. And it kind of – it's the closest – it's probably the closest you can get to a s'more without building a fire and roasting a marshmallow, mm-hmm. because you get a nice little crunch. It's not as crispy as a graham cracker, but pretty close. So I I, I think s'more safe at S- number three. S'more, anything's pretty good.
1: Even the Girl Scout cookies. Oh yeah, are those are
0: good. new too. Yep. Um, it is Girl Scout season
1: saw you all got them at the radio station I know, today.
0: I'm, I missed them. And that. you were absent. I'm, I'm here just working, <coughs> Excuse me. just working my tail off at the combine. Look, it's just coughing all over me, trying to get me sick. And meanwhile, my friends at the radio station, at Big X Sports Radio, they're just getting hordes of Girl Scout cookies. And this is after TJ spent an entire day just dogging Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I mean, terrible. He has, he, all, he has a lot of food takes. Oh, yeah, and they're, they're all terrible. All right, if we had to make a fourth. This is where I would get a little freaky. What would be your next up? See, to that, round it out.
1: That's about I won't go usually outside of strawberry, so all these other like these wildberry, the cookies and cream. Wildberry
0: was big in the nineties. Like yes. it was a it was a big Nickelodeon like kind of advertisement almost looking deal. Right. But I, I, mean, it was probably just sugary garbage. I used to like cherry back in the day, but yeah, that's sugary garbage too. Mm-hmm. I think number fourth, the best sugary garbage, chocolate chip cookie dough, and that's that's almost like a, a, a like pull the pin and throw the grenade as like a wild card because really the top three are the top three. Right, you can't go wrong. Um, and and I guess that means in Stenberg's case, he went wrong. He went chocolate fudge.
1: He did go chocolate fudge.
0: I don't know. i like was surprised. It's potent, but you know what? Uh, maybe that's that's what the NFL teams wanted to see. They wanted to see is this guy, is he uh, your, your run of the mill offensive lineman, or is he willing to go bold? And what that tells me with the chocolate fudge selection is that he's bold and he's also going to eat his Pop Tarts with a glass of milk. Really bulking up, bulk season, because you can't eat a, a hot chocolate fudge Pop Tart without a tall glass of milk. Hand in hand. Yeah, it's 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 peanut butter and jelly. So I, I think right there they they know that Stenberg is a guy who's not afraid for gain not afraid of gains. He's willing to go big uh for the team.
1: I did not think we would get Pop Tart power rankings when we made our trek up here to Indianapolis, but that's what the combine brings. It's what the combine brings. It brings a lot of hand sizes and pop tarts. Hand and sizes and pop tarts. <laughs> Underwear um, Olympics and Pop-Tarts Yeah,
0: and we haven't seen anybody drop down their skivvies yet I don't think we will That's uh, a good thing um, It's TV only Yeah, that's TV only Which makes it sound even dirtier Yeah <laughs> um, But they are uh, starting to bench press today And are on-field workouts happening tonight? Or is that... I don't think it's... I'm that. not sure if
1: they're going to let the... No, I, I think it all starts tomorrow I think with the quarterbacks throw tomorrow Yeah
0: Yeah um, Bowden won't be doing that. Logan Stenberg, he will be doing on the field workouts. He'll be running, but he said he suffered a little AC joint injury in his shoulder mm-hmm. when he was down at the Senior Bowl, and uh, so he he has no easy, bench press. Yeah, no bench press. He's just gonna wait um, and to go until Pro Day here in about six weeks. Mm-hmm. So should be good to go by then. Um, my question for you, Adam Luckett, because, you uh, you know, the journalist sometimes needs to be asked, you know. Shoes on the other foot now. What was your biggest takeaway from the 12 minutes we heard of from one Logan Stenberg? Just
1: the issue with Stenberg, obviously, is the penalties and that edge. Mm-hmm. And for me, from hearing from him, it was, you know, they love the edge. That's how I'm going to play. And he even talked about, you know, I play the game, how it's supposed to be played. Throughout a, a snowflake meta, meta, yeah, metaphor. Yeah, he, he said cupcake pretty boy football. Right. I played how it's supposed to be played. Right. But at the same time, keeping it in between, you know, a healthy balance and not hurting your team. So I think that's probably something, you know, he said he's met informally with every team. Right. He's got a few formal meetings planned. Mm-hmm. That's something he's going to have to address and make sure he keeps in check.
0: I find it interesting to hear what these players are selling because it usually means, like, here's where they're weak at and here's what they need to prove to these guys. Mm-hmm. And for him, it's that I'm a smart football player and that, like, those penalties I was making, they weren't dumb penalties. Part of it, he was probably just kind of targeted a little bit because yeah. he, he got he developed a little bit of a reputation. But, you know, it's, it's almost like uh, coaches, they'll say – you want aggressive penalties, like there, you're, you're going to have pass interferences. That happens. You don't uh, want false starts, right? So I, I think in his, he's trying to say, listen, I am like, I, those penalties that you saw from me, those were aggressive mistakes, and they weren't, um, you know, it wasn't just because I'm, I'm not a, a, a smart football player. And for him, it, it came down to learning new techniques. Which, you know, he was he was very uh he had a lot of praise for John Sharman. He did. A lot of good praise for John Sharman. He said best in the country. Best in the business. Best in the business. Um and he's like technique wise, I was ready to roll, but he didn't they didn't do a lot of outside zone. No. Zero for the most part. Yes. And it that, all
1: depends on the scheme. He'll be in the NFL. But yeah.
0: And at the senior bowl, that was his uh, for lack of a better term, introduction to it. hmm Um and But, like, do you really think that there's going to be a team that relies on outside zone that's going to try to get him? Or is that just in every NFL offense? I mean, at this
1: point, a lot of
0: people run that
1: now. So, But I don't think it's going to be a hindrance. I think that's something he's going to have to work on, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's a team that's taking him off their board because he didn't run outside zone in college. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and he even said he's like – the the quote, which I like the quote because he got into the particulars and – I know you folks out there are football nerds for the most part. And um, so I think you'll enjoy it too. But he said that – oh no, of course our internet sucks out here. But I was used to, work, used to working my hands inside out. Right. And now instead of – At the tur- senior bow, I was outside in. Right. Mm-hmm. Which it's just doing it a different way. Mm-hmm. And, but he said that having to learn that has made him better overall technique-wise instead of just relying on his power to maul people. Right. So I I, I, I was uh, encouraged by what Stenberg had to say, um, not only from that aspect, but also just because he was um, tooting the cat's horn for the future. He's good behind the microphone, and he did promote the program for sure. I wish he didn't do the man bun, though. I wish he would have had the flow.
1: He's big enough to get away with it, though.
0: Yeah, and I think he had to roll with the man bun because here there's no time for anything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you've got the flow really full and you need some time. I don't know like I personally how does hair work i don't know but i feel like to have the f- the proper flow it takes some time to carefully craft and construct that kind of he flow. just he just on the fly he can't really ma- waste much exactly. time exactly he's got he's got to throw it up in a bun um but stinberg right now it's it's he's in the middle of a trend and also starting a trend so yes. you had big george last year drafted mm-hmm. But she signs as a free agent. Stimberg's going to be, what, third, uh, second to fourth round? Yeah. Yeah, probably. We'll probably say third or fourth. Yeah. Uh, and then, what do you mention next year? coming in? There's a lot of dudes who are going to be offensive line prospects from Kentucky here at the combine. Right.
1: Most notably Landon Young, but also like probably Darian Kennard this time next
0: year. They're... Um, if you really... Uh, Listen, if you don't just hear what they're saying, but if you really listen, I don't think anybody's planning on Darian Kennard having a fourth year at Kentucky. Right. It's Barring injury. It's
1: starting to seem like he's definitely going to be a three and done.
0: Yeah. Barring injury, Kennard is well on his way. mm mm-hmm. uh, And then you yeah, had too, that Drake Jackson. I don't – he's one of those guys that – Just his size. That's the only thing you worry about with Drake. Yeah, because he's one, maybe. Yeah. And that that's just going to hurt you. Yeah. Um. But I was trying to think like it we, we we did this kind of thought exercise. Who are some of the who are there gonna be UK guys that we're talking about at the combat next year? I think Landon Young for sure. How high do you think Landon can get up to? Like If he puts it
1: all together in twenty twenty, definitely could see him getting in this kind of same Stenberg range. Okay. But not like But I no, I don't it's hard for me to see him being in that first two rounds kind know. of talk. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, he'd real. He had a really good year last year, but he like he'd have to really turn it on. I think if he puts together another year of improvement off last year, that's kind of gone up this track. Then yeah, is, is
0: it is pass pro his weakness? Yeah, I would say so.
1: Just a at little the next heavy level. in the feet. Yeah, um, he does have some big ass feet.
0: <laughs>
1: right, I think he's definitely a left tackle, and I think he does some good things in the run game, but I think. Pass pro is definitely – and we didn't really see these guys pass pro last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hell hell.
1: So uh, that's going to be – next year it's going to be – they're going to have more tape on that, so that could increase or decrease their draft stock.
0: Uh, along with Landon, um, we mentioned Kennard. Another guy that Logan Stenberg mentioned today, and it was first question right off the top. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy we aren't talking about enough? Quentin Bohana. Yeah. Guy that Stenberg blocked his fair share of times. Even though he's a nose, they line up over top of the – Guards quite a bit. Right. And he was a guy that going into the season, like when they made that uh, – when UK made that kind of hype video for him, we were like, man, if Bohanna if he puts it all together, he he could be out of here after this year. Mm-hmm. The thing with him, though, is just that
1: position is – that used to be very highly valued. It's not as valued anymore than just mm-hmm. big nose tackle. But it's still a position that's used. So, But it's not a position that you see enter in the draft early.
0: Right. Well – and you also don't see guys that are his size that just get off the ball that well. Right. Like he <laughs> just don't
1: athleticism he has at his size, right.
0: Yeah. But he's a guy like
1: he doesn't the the raw numbers he's not producing. But it's the other things he does in the game that's that'll be more value. And that's a position that you just don't like nobody puts up big steps. You're a space in. eater. You're not you're not supposed to make tackles out of that
0: position. No. For the most part. Which was like the weirdest game I can recall from a stat line perspective is whenever uh, Poopmane, C.J. Johnson, had – I think it was 17 tackles in a game as a defensive tackle. EKU. <laughs> yeah, he had 17 tackles in a game and, like, two and a half tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. It's like, dude, what? That's not how this works. They, they could do a documentary
1: on that game between that <laughs> happening and then almost losing and the Dean Hood factor and Patrick – the fades they f- the only fades they hit all year. <laughs> they could do a thirty for thirty on that game. If Kentucky loses that game, Mark Student might get fired. At, I mean, they is, is Pat Graffery playing in that game too? The the Drew Barker killer. He was on EKU's roster, but I don't think he played. And then Noah Spence, who ended up being like the best pro prospect on yeah. the field that day.
0: Well, and was that that was also the game after EKU had a kid die in a car wreck? Yes, and then running back to Sean Mos, Mo- was it Mobley? Uh, Mosley. Sean Mo- Mobley. I think of Mobley. It was either Mobley or Mosley.
1: Yeah. Well, he was their running back. It was Mobley. It was Mobley. Yeah, he yeah. was their
0: running back. <laughs> they could do a documentary on that game. Oh, man. That would be uh, – you know what? We'll get Bradley on it. <laughs> there was the 2015 EKU game. Yes. Man. It was in October. It was
1: God. weirdly cold that night. And it just – like the whole – the game was just weird. And then at the end you're looking up and you're like, oh, crap. EKU's going to be Kentucky.
0: Yeah, and, like, dude, Noah Spence was crazy that game. He had, like, three sacks, yeah. and it's like, man, if this dude, because his problem was he was, like, addicted to ecstasy or something, which isn't, like, a, a drug problem you normally hear, but that's why he couldn't, when well, at said Ohio State, Yeah. he couldn't pass drug tests because he was just always taking ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Very weird drug to be on. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the time. You would not want to be on that all the time, Especially yeah. Especially on a football field. Like, you'd think you'd want something that would numb your senses instead yeah. of enhance them, but, you know, yeah no expense, he was just living in the moment, I guess so, man, what a weird path we just went down, but a very worthy path, mm-hmm, thirty for thirty. What if I told you'm st- that that game <laughs> <coughs> excuse me, that game was wild man
1: i, I still don't know how Kentucky won it,
0: <laughs> oh man, okay, a couple other guys that are going to be here next year um you know, I think Josh Ali. I forget it happened while Lynn Bowden was talking yesterday, and I didn't film all of it, but somebody brought up like he's the kind of guy that showed he showed enough kind of down the stretch where you're like you know there's some there's some stuff there. Let's see what he does when he gets a full workload mm-hmm. so I could see where he has big gear and ends up posting a great you know, great times in some of these. And, then you know, I, I keep, he's a guy that has a high ceiling right now going into this final season. And then Devontae Robinson, I think, coming back,
1: I think he tests out of the water. And if he has a good year, just a good or big year, I think
0: he's be a guy. He's a big guy, too. mm mm-hmm. Like, and you know what? Of all the nice things we said about Kentucky's defense, that nickel spot, they needed him bad. Right. Like, yes, they got the production out of the defense as a whole. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was help from the offense. But, man, they could have used him at nickel. Boogie Watson, too, would probably be a guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, he's the – I think he has the third most sacks returning in the mm-hmm. SEC. Right. Um,
1: and that's a that's a position that, the like we talked about, no sack if they don't value anymore. Mm-hmm. That's a position they really value is that guy that can play outside linebacker in 3-4 and rush the passer.
0: Yes. Most certainly.
1: So if he's able to really crank up that sack number. Last year he got a lot of pressures, but he didn't finish with sacks. Mm -hmm. If he's able to prove he's got that finishing ability, he can be a guy that really skyrockets.
0: Ooh, One guy who I think will end up being here. He goes by the name Terry Touchdown. Do you think so? I watched his hype video, and yes, I think so. Did you see that? I have not seen it yet. It's, it's going up on KentuckySportsRadio.com. You've probably seen it by now. 30 seconds of Terry in the rehab process. Mm-hmm. He's working out in the pools. He's also doing stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested because so the next time you, you'll hear from us because we're actually heading home from the combine today. Next week we'll we have spring practice to talk about. And I'm curious as to how much, like where, where's the line drawn for him? Because just in what they've shown there, he's, he's doing footwork stuff at Nutter. He's throwing to guys. Damn. So, like, is it just like a, you, you just want to – from a num- – like, how much? Like, as far as, like, all right, he's only going to practice for an hour because we don't want him to, to overdo it? Yeah. Or is there, like, a type of exercise <coughs> Excuse me. that he can't per- – or they don't want him to perform as yet? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in his limitations this spring. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: going to be interesting to find out, but I don't think it's any secret that they are all in on him as their leader. Like oh. The Super Bowl commercial. All in. Every Instagram post they put up of workouts, it seems like he's in it. So. Mm-hmm. And then you even heard Stenberg talk about him today, saying. Yeah. Terry's back. And. So they're going to be good.
0: His. Uh... <laughs> <coughs> Damn it, man! It. I'm you, sorry. A professional journalists over here can't even move the mic when you're coughing. I'm sorry. See, I'm gonna have to take away your Big J card. Yeah. There was like two or three things that you asked though that I was like, when I went back on the tape, I was like, "Ooh, lucky it again! Hit him again!" I forgot what they were,
1: but I can't, I can't remember either.
0: Yeah, you know that's why we got to go back and watch the tape. It all <laughs> that tape doesn't apart. lie. No, it doesn't. The sky never lies. But uh, Stenberg's quote was, "On next year's team, sky's the limit." Yes. And that's another thing that, I mean, they aren't there, so they aren't a part of this push. They aren't pumping the brakes on those expectations, though. No, they are not. Not one bit. No, they are not. Suck it, Georgia. They're coming for you. They're absolutely coming for you. Um, But it got me fired up, though. Seeing Terry's kind of, you know, that that highlight reel. (coughs) Oh God! Like it's gonna die. He's he's over here. He's <coughs> I think I got all out that he's, time. He's back. got the coronavirus. He's giving it to everybody. Um, actually, I probably said that too loud. Yeah, you probably did. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> all of a sudden, people start running for the hills. Uh, speaking of running, are we uh, are we gonna try to do this this combat stuff? Are we gonna go over there and jump around a little bit? We should. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs> I said. might die. So. Might as well go out on a vertical. It's gonna die. (laughs) The best part too. We were walking by the. uh, You all are are probably familiar by now how they test the vertical jump. They've got the little, uh, little like tabs that are on the pole. Well, I could tell us how you tested vertical jump back in the day for the Saint X Tigers. Old school, where you
1: would grab chalk and jump on the wall. (laughs) Very scientific.
0: Oh man, that's great. That's like the most like. That sounds like something they would do in like 1977. Yeah. Oh, like the, when they first started measuring <coughs> vertical oh,
1: sh- <laughs> And I'm back. Oh, man. You know what? You should have chewed more glass before this. <laughs> yeah. Ralph has got to figure it out that this is health- his bill of health: chewing glass. <laughs>
0: Oh man, that's great! That's no, but great. back
1: back to the we said the same thing. That this is 1978. Why are we doing it this way? So next year they had a little.
0: They they actually got you some of those tabs. Yeah, they probably weren't measuring vertical leap in 1978 either. And I also I wonder how long they've been doing this. I don't know. That's a good question. You think we people here would maybe research it or something? I, don't know. I
1: looked up the combine. Hmm. And, like, it started in 72 when the Cowboys owner at the time, Tex Schramm. Oh, God, what a name. Sounds like a Cowboys owner. Hell, yeah. Said, like, let's have, like, a centralized location for this. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just grew and grew and grew to now. It moved to India in 87. And it's been here ever since. NFL Network started started in 04, and they broadcast. Mm -hmm. Obviously, because they needed content. And then they started letting media in. Now – it's going to be prime time thing this weekend on ESPN.
0: Yeah. I'm pumped for it. Pumped to watch it. We're it's cool.
1: It's w- cool to be here and just see how the process works and how big of an event it is.
0: And I like to see and hear, like, it's pretty crazy. Jedrick Wills and Landon Young were once on an offensive line together at Lafayette High School. That's wild. In
1: Lexington. Yeah.
0: And now Jedrick is projected top ten pick.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at a mock right now. They have him at – Number four to the Giants.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. Kuiper. had a had him. Pike, had him at six uh, to the Chargers. That's the easy name to drop. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, If they had a lottery, lottery pick. Lock that up. Um, and today, it was it was funny because, you know, we're asking background. And, you know, you you got to ask those Lexington questions. And he's like, yeah, my mom when was about seven years old. And she was like, you're bigger than everybody. You, you're playing football no matter what. Mm-hmm. Which, smart mom. She knew what she was doing. I don't think she knew that Good it, was, decision. it was going to, to lead to this. But, uh, you know, Jedrick, this year, he could be the first of, like, four or five guys picked in the NFL draft from Lexington right. on the offensive line. because Right. They're building the pipeline. It's crazy. We, we mentioned Landon Young. Walker Parks, he so, – so both of those guys, they were top 100 in 24-7's composite rankings overall. Mm-hmm. Walker Parks this year was 49th. He's going to Clemson next year. And then Jagger Burton, he's number 149. He's going to go up even further. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, there's a lot of change in the rankings. By the time that he ends up committing and going to school somewhere, he'll be top 100 as well. The only difference I'd say with Burton is he –
1: I mean, he could play tackle, but he's probably a guard Yeah. long term.
0: Right. But, like, that's four guys in five years. I believe. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. This is crazy. That's crazy. So the horse capital of the world is now the offensive lineman capital of the world. Now the trench capital of the world. Yeah. Deal with it. Deal with it. it is, and then you just look at
1: around the state, you know, Tanner Bowles, who's at Alabama right now. Mm-hmm. So it's not just. Michael Mayer going to Notre Dame. My God. That dude. Right. That dude's crazy. And then like Cole Bentley, who starts for Louisville at center. He's been, he'll has been. he be a three-year starter mm-hmm. uh, next year. I'm not sure he's NFL level talent, but right, just the that position. That's mm-hmm. what the states are like developing best right now.
0: Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Um, and it's a matter of making sure that a lot of those guys end up at UK, and it's hard to beat out your Alabamas and Clemson. So they they they've done pretty well with Drake and Landon. Those guys will end up being four year starters, both of them. Um, that's why getting Jagger Burton, that's why he's at the top of their board right now. Mm-hmm. They got to keep that kid home. He's good. He's yeah. really good. He's and definitely
1: their number one target for sure.
0: And it's uh, unlike some of those skill spots, you're getting four years of starting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it like, that, that doesn't happen uh, all too often. All too often, Adam Luckett. Now, uh, before we get out of here, um, we did not get – any St. Elmo shrimp cocktail. We did not. No, we ended up... Uh, Bad timing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were here for a long time, and it was just like, let's let's go take a... But what are your it. feelings
1: on a steakhouse that is known more for their appetizer
0: than their well, entree? It's kind of weird, you know? Like, the so we ended up going to Kilroy's, mm-hmm. which they're known for their stuffed cheese sticks. They were good. So it, think of... What you, what were called Bosco sticks yeah. in like your high school cafeteria, yes. except not frozen Schwann's crap. This is like the goods, and I think it originated in Bloomington, and now they got one, you know, a block away from Bankers Life Field mm-hmm. House. and it was popping on a Tuesday night. Oh, it was really popping, and two dollar uh, two dollar bottles. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Watch the cats there. They had they had a they had a good setup. I liked it. It was nice. It was nice, and that's why you know you got to be like sorry steakhouse place. We don't need you and your stupid shrimp cocktail. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Besides, we gotta we're we're about to hop on the the fish bandwagon too. It's Ash Wednesday. It is when Ash Wednesday. Is fish fry, fish fry season. Fish fry season. It's okay. a Great suck. time to be a Louisvilleian. Oh, I know, man. And the best part too. I hope it's the same as last year. I still know the beer guy at St. Paul. It's a good guy to know. Yeah, and usually that means like, oh, here you bought a beer. Why don't you have another? Just just for all the the good work you've been doing.
1: Hour two it turns into two for one. Hour three it turns into three for one. <laughs> I know how that works. Hour four you end up working behind the beer booth. Oh yeah
0: yeah yeah that's all good. Well because you're working so you know you've earned it. Mm-hmm. And that's how we make money. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the Catholic Church works. Oh man. So before we go, I don't know. We we might try to run around a little bit. I don't I don't think it will let us. But you know, it ain't hurt trying. What uh don't know until you ask. Your, your first NFL combine experience, what's kind of your big takeaway from your time in Indianapolis? A short time, but a crazy 36 hours. Just how
1: massive the event is. I, th- I, I mean, you hear about it, but I think you have to see it to just kind of understand. And they really haven't even gotten to the, into the event.
0: Right, right. They've spaced it out a lot more where – it used to be, like, interviews one day, training the next. It's Instead of just five days, I think it's, like, seven now. They're following SEC media days lead and stretching it out as long as oh they yeah. can. Oh, yeah. You got to. You got to. But, like, what I think really, like, to your point about the scale, we're in this ballroom, enormous ballroom for just media. And we came in here after the Stenberg interview, started working, video uploaded in, like, ten minutes. Yesterday, I tried uploading the same kind of video during lunchtime when the ballroom was full of people trying to work, and it took 40 minutes. There's just a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. And from all different places, because you got folks like us, you've got your people that work for website. You were sitting next to a dude with the Saints. Right. So so the like, Saints.com. Um, yeah. So he was working for them. Um, we talked to Alex Kirshner today from SB Nation, who, like... You know, they're like a college football website, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, it. it then there's draft websites. There's. Newspaper people from where these kids, these guys are from. Oh, the TV people from, like, Youngstown, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Were eating up Bowdoin yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. Like, there there was, like, three camera crews there asking about, you know, what was it like from. And it wasn't Warren G. Harding either. I didn't even know where he started another high school and transferred. But apparently so. Cause they were asking her. About I was some unaware the school. Yeah, so like that, it, it's a lot of people, and it's also a lot of enormous dudes. Like some of those guys we saw today, like it would just. I we're not we're not small people either. No, no,
1: just some big boys. Can you imagine? Mackay Beckton is.
0: Yeah. So you you unbelievably played large. you played what center offensive guard offensive guard and center yeah yeah so imagine. <laughs> Like, imagine you having to block. I, I mean, McCabeckton's a bad example because he's an offensive. But, like, oh, Chase Young. Like, what if you had to go up against him in high school? Which, uh, you know, he went to, you like – Better the get the ball out quick. <laughs> 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 I think he went to, like, the Matha. Yeah, but he's like, from the DMV. But, like, some of these kids – Like, you, I mean, you all play Cincinnati Saint-X. I'm sure there was tons of D1 guys on that team. You know, like, mm-hmm. imagine being – Just like, okay, like I'm a pretty average, you know, a good size offensive lineman for Kentucky High School football. And then you go up against Freakazoid. Imagine trying to tackle Derrick Henry in high school. Right. You see those box scores? Imagine being the pipsqueaks that were just getting mowed over time and time again. Imagine being the opposite free
1: safety in every play. He's coming downhill. (laughs) And you're the last line (laughs) of defense. Just like, all
0: right, well, good job, buddy. He did it. Here we go. (laughs) Just holding on. Gosh, I'm I'm glad that I didn't have those moments of embarrassment. I Only got dunked on hard once, and it was like a seven foot dude from Africa. So like mm-hmm. you know you can't. No shame in that. No shame at all. I, Dominique Ferguson, you remember him? Who did he play for? He it was a Billy Gillespie recruit, and he ended up oh, going yeah, yeah, to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. FIU with Isaiah Thomas. Right. Yeah, he uh, he tried to dunk on me. It didn't work. Yeah, did you send him packing? I just fouled his ass. Just gotta foul hard, man. No shame in fouling hard. Like there's no shame in a no, clean no shame in a clean hard foul. You know, and there's no shame in a couple penalties every once in a while. Because that's how football's supposed to be played, damn it. Mm-hmm. And we got a long time before there's real football, but you can watch uh football people running around in their underwear all weekend long at the NFL combine. We've got spring practice coming up. Starting next week, Monday, Mark Stoops will talk, and then they'll hit the field Tuesday, and we'll have reports throughout spring practice. And we'd like to thank Sword Performance, too, for making this possible and in Indianapolis, for supporting Lynn Bowden um, as he makes his way to the NFL draft. And uh, they'll be with us the whole way. So make sure you drink Shield and Sword, the ultimate hydration methods made from Lexington, all natural, the best way to perform at your best. Soar Performance. Welcome to the team, Soar Performance. Oh, it's good It's good to be here. And it's been a good trip to the NFL Combine. Any parting thoughts, Adam Luckett? This was fun. I had a lot of fun doing this. It, and you know what? It's it's good to, to get back in that zone. January, I did a lot of sitting on my couch. It's good to be back mixing up on the road. Rubbing shoulders. Yeah, talking football. And... We're only going to crank it up more. Spring football takes us into the NFL draft. And then we have a long two-month wait through May and June. Hell, three months in July before Kentucky football season is here. 192 days like it until kickoff. This time of year is the fine time of year.
1: It's when we get into April, May, (sighs) after Derby. That's when it starts
0: yeah, it's to stretch gonna, out. It's gonna Feel be tough. like a long time. But the next three months are gonna be a lot of fun. So keep hitting subscribe. Enjoy some sort of performance. And remember, go cats, go Kroger.